Canvas is just 1% of the way there. And they have a mission to change the world and be a force for good. And I really want to be a part of that because I really, you know, with my background in education, um, working in education the last, you know, 17 years on and off, I really wanted to be inspired again and do something transformational in the world. And I feel like Canva and what we're doing with Canva for Education can really have that type of impact on the world. Welcome to Future Driven. I'm Adam Kopp, and on this podcast, I talk with entrepreneurs and industry professionals about the challenges and the wins in their business. See the vision, drive the future. Welcome to episode 22 of Future Driven Podcast. I'm really excited and honored to have Jason Wilmot from uh, the head of education of Canva. Jason, uh, thanks so much for joining me. Uh, thank you for having me, Adam. Excited to be here. Yeah, no, we have a, a mutual friend that uh, connected us, and uh, um, right away I could tell that uh, you bring a lot to the table. So really looking forward to kind of hearing your background and um, how you got to where you are and and uh, all that fun stuff. So um, I know you're currently at Canva, which is an exciting uh, uh, company that's growing every day. But give us a little bit of your background. Where did you start? Uh, you know, what, what's kind of that high level uh, career uh, that you've had so far? More operational roles and thinking about, you know, from an operations perspective, that's actually what my degree was in, uh, manufacturing supply chain management. So it's one of those funny things where you enter a company thinking you're going to do something. Um, and then 17 years later at Microsoft, I had spent really spending most of my time in education, um, working Everything from writing education contracts, building an education platform for quoting um, in a lot of different roles. And it really in the last kind of 10 years of my career at Microsoft, I spent deep in education, you know, rolling out new products such as Surface, Azure, Office 365, um, leading education teams in various, you know, um, avenues at Microsoft. And it was just amazing. I mean, I just loved working with educators and students. So Really, from my career, I spent the last 17 years at Microsoft prior to joining Canva at December 2020, but it's all been in education, really, and really supporting teachers and students, and it's just been a blast. I mean, I just, I love having an impact on students and teachers um, and really helping the world be a better place. Oh, that's great. And, and Microsoft must have given you uh, a lot of experience and opportunity to grow within the company, obviously, but within yourself and, and the platform that they have and, and the reach is, uh, is tremendous. Yeah, I mean, look, not a bad thing to say about Microsoft. I got to do a ton of different roles, uh, meet with leaders at the company significant, you know, very high level leadership all the time, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, got to travel globally, which was another great perk of the role and see different parts of the world, um, how they operate their educational system, what's valued in terms of K through 12, higher education. So a lot of different vertical and industry work, a lot of different um, global work, which really has set me up for success throughout my career. Um, and the learnings have just been amazing, right? And I think, you know, over the last 17 years of my career, it's just been an amazing journey. That's great. So how long were you down in Reno? Was that just a short stint or were you there for a while? It was about three years, actually. So I moved there right out of college. Um, and then when my daughter was being born, my wife said, hey, I'd kind of like to be back home near our family. Can we move back? And so, nice. yeah, it was about three years down there. Um, an amazing team down in Reno, amazing operation center. But I moved back to the corporate headquarters at Microsoft in 2007. Yeah, 2007-ish. So. Okay. So you spent the last 
13, 14 years um, up here in Seattle. That's correct. Yeah. Born and raised in Seattle, moved out for a few years and then spent the last 13, 14 years back here um, at home with the family. Nice. Okay. Well, uh, that's, that's amazing. You know, that's a nice tenure at, at Microsoft, you know, 17 years. So you got a lot of education, you know, no pun intended, but, uh, so <laughs> what, uh, so what, what was the transition like for you, um, to Canva? Cause obviously that's a big decision. You know, you're, you've been with a company for a long time. You've gotten to work within different departments. What was it for you that kind of made that push, uh, um, for you to move over to Canva? Well, I mean, you know, I'm sure you're reading in the news, everybody's making these career jumps during COVID. And, and one of the yeah. things during COVID, you know, spending a lot of time at home with my kids and my family um, really opened my eyes to say, you know, do, number one, do I really want to travel 100 days a year internationally and make that significant, um, continue to travel all the time? And short answer was probably not. Um, but when I started talking to Canva, I mean, just the inspiration from the founders, from the leaders, from everybody I talked to. Um, that the impact that Canva wants to have in the world was something I've never seen before. Um, and just really the impact and the mission that they live every single day. Um, and their core mission, if you look on our website, it's really be a force for good. And I think that's really what stuck with me throughout the you know, extended interview process and all of the leaders I spoke to is you know, really that Canva's just 1% of the way there. And they have a mission to change the world and be a force for good. And I really want to be a part of that because I really, you know, with my background in education, um, working in education the last, you know, 17 years on and off, I really wanted to be inspired again and do something transformational in the world. And I feel like Canva and what we're doing with Canva for Education can really have that type of impact on the world. That's awesome. And, and we, uh, we currently use Canva. Um, we set up templates for our clients and, and it's a massive tool for, you know, millions of people around the world. Uh, so, you know, I don't know, I didn't do my research, but how long has Canva been around and, you know, kind of what, what have you seen just in the short tenure of, you know, what's projected for the company? And there must be a lot of cool, interesting things happening. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, so Canva's been around since 2012, 2013, when it went live. And um, it was really designed to empower the world to design anything, anywhere. And when you think about that statement, you don't need a designer to design something beautiful. Um, I actually, uh, my 10-year-old son, um, was doing a book report this year. And instead of writing it in Word or creating a document in Google, he actually created a Canva design. And it was it blew his teacher away. I mean, if you think nice. about what, what type of 10 year old can create such beautiful work and it's literally just drag and drop, right? Yeah. He still wrote the text around what he's learned, but the pictures of the sea turtles and the sea and the habitat and where he lives. So, you know, when you can have a 10 year old be able to create a design like that, um, it's pretty amazing. And when you think about where we've come from 2012, and actually I used the Canva platform probably in 2014, 2015. Funny story, when I, uh, when I was going through the interview process, I logged back into my Canva account, I subscribed to Pro, and I was like, holy, like this thing has come so far in the last five years. Um, and so when you think about how far we've come, we've only really done 1% of what's possible, right? When you think about 
a product that's capable of solving a real problem for millions of people? How do you make design more accessible, enjoyable? And when you think about the rapidly growing design community, it's it's something that you know we really have to take light of because visual communication is the future. And when you think about students learning, um, and when I was in school, I wrote a lot of 10-page documents, 15-page documents. Adam, I don't know about you, but when I get a long email, sometimes I'm like, ah, let's scan this thing, right? But when I get visual communication with cues, graphs, charts, images, it's a lot more engaging than I remember it. Um, and so once again, I think that's really about what we're thinking about for the future is, you know, how do we continue to grow our platform to support this growing design community, which everybody's a designer. Yeah, no, I, I love it. I think you just hit on something. Visual emails is the future because, you know, it, it's it can be a lot and there's a lot of emails coming through. So if you can start to tell the story visually, that's why I put end up putting a lot of screen captures and stuff just to make sure right. everybody knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, <laughs> spot on and TikTok videos, right? It's another one or, or yeah. videos. And so, you know, to your point, it's just about this visual communication where, you know, you, you want to communicate in a manner that sticks and that people will remember and share. No, that's awesome. Very memorable. Uh, no, that's, that makes a lot of sense. So tell us a little bit specifically about education side of Canva, because obviously we, people that know Canva, the app, it, yep. you know, an app, the platform, you know, bit of both, right? It's a, it's a easy drag and drop graphic design solution for anybody, like you say. And uh, but what what is the the education mission or angle to the to, to solving the design problem? Yeah, so Canva for Education was launched uh, in 2020, kind of early COVID. Um, it was actually launched and it was really supposed to be a tailored solution for classrooms. So it's really centered around bringing in Canva's premium design tools and all of our content library, including fonts, photos, illustrations, stickers, uh, videos, you name it, and bring it into a classroom solution where we now are integrating with learning management systems all over the world. So the way to think about it, Adam, is a teacher can now create an assignment in their learning management system. They can actually assign the assignment to be completed in Canva. So think about a history report. I could do a history report and I could tell my students, you need to document via an infographic the history of you know, Columbus and what we're working on today. And the student now can open up Canva, create an infographic, they can do the infographic, they can do the research, create the beautiful visual documentation they need, submit it back into the learning management system. And so when you think about it, it's really taking all of Canva's amazing features, offering it at no charge to K through 12 students and teachers to leverage this tool in the classroom. What we've seen with teachers and students and the feedback we're getting is it's a more engaging activity, it's more fun, yep. and it allows students to demonstrate learning in a different manner. And so one of the things that, you know, I really like, I have 10 calls a day with districts onboarding Canva for Education. Um, it is such an amazing tool. And with Canva's mission of being a force for good, we offer it at no charge. Yet yeah. That's free. It's free to the districts to onboard, free to the teachers, free to the staff. So um, it's a pretty cool solution. Yeah, that's super cool. And obviously it helps. I see it as it really helps solve a pain point for maybe uh, uh, kids that aren't quite as visual. Now you've got these drag and drop templates that 
break down these barriers so they can still complete the assignment. They can still, you know, dig in. And, and it's about the knowledge that goes into the infographic, not exactly what it looks like. Um, That's is, exactly right. Yep. Yeah, which is where Canva is going to really thrive or is thriving because it alleviates that pressure. And of course, the ones that can get more creative, you got the ability to, to, to get more creative on top of that. Absolutely. Right. I mean, it, it really serves. And it, once again, you go back to our mission, empowering everyone in the world to design. And I think that's the type of impact that we can have. Um, we can empower everybody, including my 10-year-old or my 65-year-old mom um, to design something beautiful um, where they don't have tech skills, where potentially they're trying to build their tech skills as a young adult. Um, and so you know, everything from TikTok videos, Instagram posts, um, yes. emails, documents, infographics, we can make it more visual. So are you, are you running in any barriers at all from uh, teachers, administration or whatever that maybe it doesn't work within their LMS or whatever it might be kind of what it, it sounds like too good to be true in a way, you know, so what, what barriers, if any, are there uh, it, when it comes to onboarding Canva into education? I think from an education perspective, and this is just from a technology perspective in general, technology in the classroom has to be purposeful, right? You can't just roll out technology to roll out technology. So whether it's Canva or any other ed tech platform, this is the guidance and coaching I would give is, you know, ed tech is not going to replace a teacher, right? A teacher is the facilitator of pedagogy and, you know, the learning that they want. Canva is a tool to make that come to life. Right. So I wouldn't call it a barrier. I would just say that, you know, once again, as teachers continue to think about, and obviously COVID had such a drastic impact on teachers um, and teachers all over the world, thank you for everything you did. You moved into it a completely online virtual world. You guys did an amazing job learning the technology on the fly while teaching our students all over the world. So thank you. Um, but as you enter the classroom, that's the key piece just thinking about how you want to use the technology, right? How do you want to deploy a lesson plan in the technology in a purposeful pedagogical way? And I think that's the most important thing for any ed tech company to think about is what, what do you want your solution to be used for and then help support the teachers through professional development, training, webinars, whatever it is to make it a useful exercise. Because just having a Zoom call isn't really going to help. Um, just using technology for the sake of technology isn't going to help. You just have to make sure you're pedagogically driven and you have the right technology for the right solution that you're going to use. Nice. So uh, how did COVID treat Canva education particularly? Did you guys feel uh, more activity because of, you know, everything went virtual online and, and a lot of it became you know, more uh, presentation software, I guess. Did you feel an uptick? Yeah, I mean, I think from an uptick perspective, absolutely. Like all ed tech providers and technology became yeah. a forefront during COVID, right? Either work from home or school from home um, or teach from home. Um, so yes, we've actually seen extreme growth in terms of the number of teachers and students using it, the number of educational institutions using Canva in the classroom. So it was amazing to see that type of growth. Um, I think last data I saw were just about 12 million monthly active users that are teachers and students that are using Canva every single month. Um, and this, once again, is more than double um, of since last August. So if you think about the impact COVID had, of course, right? Teachers wow. were looking for new tools to engage students 
moved to a virtual environment and Canva was an amazing tool. Uh, but when you think about the physical classroom, Canva can take a, a worksheet, make it digital, but it also can print it out. Canva can take flashcards, make them digital, but you can also just print them out on your local printer to have kids do flashcards. So right. um, I think, you know, the growth obviously was propelled due to COVID, um, like many technology companies, but I think we're in a good position to sustain that growth as students and teachers go back into the classroom. And you got a you got a perfect case study at home with your ten uh, year old son. I mean, he's a little bit biased, but uh, it sounds like uh, his. Uh, what did you say? It was a book report that he just made it come to life. Yeah, so he did a sea turtle book report, and um, once again, like the visuals of you know, you had to write about the habitat, the you know, the food they eat, where they live, all, all the different things. Um, and literally, instead of just writing a document, there was visuals for each thing, where they live. There was a beautiful picture of the ocean, you know, um, the different types of sea turtles. We actually went to Hawaii shortly after the book report, and he literally was telling me which type of sea turtle we saw. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's, but once again, when you think about remembering things, could he have, you know, visually depicted a sea turtle if he had just written what it looks like? Right. right. Like probably not. Right. You probably want to see the visual of the different types of sea turtles. By the way, I didn't know there was that many types of sea turtles. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, but yeah, it's it's great to see the student get more engaged, become more engaged in the activity and want to spend more time working on it. Right. That was the one thing. Another thing I saw is that they wanted to spend more time working on it. Um, and so I think it's been awesome. Another fun thing that he did is um, Christmas cards. So Christmas nice. cards are a big thing in Canva. Well, he yeah. decided he was going to make each of his friends a custom poster for Christmas. So he literally designed the poster in Canva. One of his friends loves soccer. So he put like a fiery soccer ball and put his name, another one in basketball. So he customized these posters for his buddies, printed them. They were like seven bucks a poster to get shipped to the house. It was amazing, right? Like what a personalized gift. I think one of his friends actually, well, I saw a picture of it. It's now framed in his room. His mom framed it because um, it was so cool. So, you know, little things like that, that are activities you can do in Canva, um, even that are educational, but also you can bring them into different holiday activities like Christmas. So it's pretty cool to see. That, that is super cool. And is it already integrated where you can pay for the shipping and everything right through Canva? Absolutely. So Canva nice. ha works with uh, tons of print vendors. We work with FedEx, Staples yeah. out of Canada. So um, yes, uh, there are tons of different ways that you can physically print it. You can go pick it up at your local FedEx. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's also integrated directly in Canva where you can have it shipped to your house. Um, and so that's that's pretty exciting where, you know, my son who made these eight posters, um, got them all shipped to his house, got to unbox them, look at them, put it back in the box and then give it to his friend. You know, what a cool thing for a 10 year old um, to do at a very budget friendly, you know, from a gift perspective. Yeah, no, that's that's uh, super cool. I, I mean, since our, our original meeting a couple of weeks ago, when we first talked about doing this podcast, I've dug in a little bit deeper. I've shown my son, Canva, who's a little bit younger. He, he's he's almost eight. But um, I'm really excited to see him, you know, come to life because we use different apps and they're visually obviously playing with a bunch of stuff. Um, and he sees what I do here at the office. And and so to be able to get him going um, using a more user-friendly platform is going to, you know, breed the next designer and marketer um, in no time. And so I can see why that's going to be beneficial for him. And then he'll take that over to school if they're not already doing it. So, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the key is like letting students create in the visual 
type that they want to create, whether it's an infographic, whether it's a presentation, whether it's a poster, right? You can demonstrate learning in so many different ways. Um, and all students are different. Like there are students who want to create a very robust document. My daughter who's 13 is an amazing creative writer. Um, you know, and so watching the way she writes is amazing. And I don't want to take that away from her, but watching yeah. her write that creative and then create imagery to go with it has been just astonishing as well. So uh, while her favorite tool of choice is TikTok, like every 13-year-old girl, um, she's also using Canva um, for a lot of those TikTok presentations. So it's pretty fun to see um, the integration with the social aspect as well. Nice. So uh, that's a fun story. Are there any other kind of like heartfelt stories, whether it's from like a teacher or a parent that that you can share that talks about, you know, you know, basically the impact that it's made, you know, something even down to simple of it changed, you know, the way a kid operates. Is, is, do you have any fun stories like that? Yeah. I mean, I get stories every single day on Twitter. It's amazing to see yeah. the teachers that are tagging me or Canva to share their stories. Um, one of the coolest ones, I had a, a conversation with a teacher down in Texas. Um, she was doing an activity where she took old magazine covers. So they, they went historical magazine or video covers, and they redid them in Canva with today's actors and actresses. Yeah. Um, and I thought that was one of the coolest things that, you know, she did where she brought in all the old magazine covers and video covers from, you know, movies from the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. And then she had them put certain actors and actresses and explain why that they would play the role. Um, it was like a video production class. But I thought that was so cool that, you know, if you think about what was presented in the 40s and 50s, and then you think about putting some of the new actors in those roles, what that would look like. It just, you know, I, I just saw some of the video covers and I was like, oh my gosh, that that individual there, that's such an interesting, and why did you pick that individual? So, um, you know, I think there's so much there that can be done um, and it goes, extends way beyond art. Um, and that's one of the things that I'm seeing as well with LAUSD, they use Canva to roll out a whole social emotional learning campaign where they basically created templates with how do you feel today? Circle, smiley face, circle, you know, sad face. Um, simple activities like that, checking in on students. And, you know, COVID was tough on these students, right? Yeah. I mean, I think we all understand and we, you know, the impact that it had on these students. Um, and so these little simple check-ins, Adam, I think were really impactful as well from uh, social and emotional learning. There's temperature gauges, right? Like, are you feeling good? Are you feeling sad? There's activities where you can break out into small groups and do small group activities um, just to check in as a small group of students. And so I think tons of these group activities were also really impactful that it were shared with me um, to really check in on students who may not have a voice loud, you know, in, in a broader context, but now Canva gave them a, a voice in a small group to work on a small activity. Oh, that's awesome. That's great. Thanks for sharing that. So one of the things uh, that I'm personally challenging myself is because talking to you today and previously, you know, it's very apparent that you guys are going to disrupt the industry. And as from being an agency using traditional Adobe tools, uh, I, I challenged my design team. I said, you really got to get on board with Canva and start to get out in front of this. And because we feel, which we talked about last time, it's the tools are going to get easier and easier as the years and the decades go by. So it's going to be about what you can do with them, speed, 
uh, how creative the storytelling that that's going to be the creative aspect. It's not going to be, uh, can you make a flower bouquet background, you know, like you got right now, you know, that that's took you two minutes. It's, uh, that's right. Um, it's more about what does it mean? What's that storytelling? How does it integrate? So really looking forward to, uh, pushing ourselves as an agency to onboard this platform more, and you, we use it to create templates for our clients that don't have graphic design in house. So that's been like the typical use that we Love use. It. But I said, now, what, what can we be using it for? And how does that speed up? We have two designers on staff and there's a team of 10. Well, the other eight people have to wait for those two designers. So if we could alleviate some time because we're using a tool like Canva Pro, well, now we got a game changer. It's going to come faster. It's going to go quicker to the client and so forth. Yeah, absolutely, Adam. And when you think about the agency stuff, that's exactly right. I mean, you are still going to have your deep designers that um, are, you know, that are two people, but the 80% of your organization, uh, you know, wants to be able to take what they design and subtle tweak and, you know, they don't need to do a full design. So that's what right. Canva Pro can do for your agency is really think about how Canva Pro can help make you more efficient, right? It's really about the efficiencies that you can gain through brand kits and some of the other capabilities and logos and design and, um, you know, how you think about that, where you can work with your clients to help them plan their posts, help them think about it differently, help them tell the story. Canva is just a platform to make it come to life for your clients, right? And I've talked to right. a couple of different agencies about that as well, locally here, Adam, that you and I have talked about. And they've used Canva Pro and are like, oh my gosh, this is life-changing for me, right? Like yeah. this is this is really gonna help me become more efficient, scale to my clients and offer better value and service through you know, tools like the brand kit, tools like the content planner. Um, and so thinking about how you can help them become more efficient, I think is gonna be key. Yeah, no, we're definitely gonna, we're gonna do that. We're gonna challenge ourselves and, and really dig <laughs> in. Um, so thank you for doing that. It was the indirect, indirect uh, cause that you had uh, from doing this. So you can- I love it. Talking about education, um, right. <laughs> helped, helped your agency with Canva Pro. So I think that's well, a great um, intersection and I love it. So I'm, you're I'm still, glad you're still to hear. You're still educating, right? You're educating, uh, <laughs> educating up or what on the side. So- I love um, it. It's a hey, lifelong learner, Adam. You gotta be a lifelong of learner. Of course. So talk. So the, the name of this podcast is Future Driven. So the last kind of section that I want to talk about is kind of the future. Uh, you know, so I'm sure there's a lot of things in the pipeline over at Canva that uh, that are, you know, to be determined. But what can you tell us as far as like, you know, where, where do you see this going? Like as far I mean, I know the possibilities are endless and you talk about you've only hit one percent, which is obviously that's a big uh there's so much more to come but like what do you what do you see is it just speed and ease that's going to be the the big driver as as the canva platform evolves well i think we're going to continue to focus on delivering outstanding value to the design community right so through yes we have an expansive product roadmap that's coming and growing um, we've got Canva for Education that has an education roadmap that we'll be integrating with other learning management systems. We'll be building out tools to make teachers' lives easier to help students learn. So there's a whole variety of features that you should expect to see and continue to grow as a platform. Um, and I think that's, that's the great thing is we continue to listen to our communities, understand what their needs are, and make sure Canva, Canva for Education, Canva Pro, Canva Enterprise, whichever offering of Canva you're using, um, is really centered 
um, around the community. And so I, I would expect a ton of new features continuing to launch every single quarter. Um, and you'll, you'll see us continue to grow our platform to meet those needs. No, that's great. And uh, really, I mean, being that the company is a decade old, roughly, um, and there's so much to come. And we're now with you at the helm of education, I can see that that's really going to um, blossom over the next five, 10 years. So really looking forward to seeing what, uh, what you personally and what Canva does uh, to continue to disrupt uh, and help help the help to market disrupt is always a tough word because <laughs> exactly no no worries yeah um no well look jason i really appreciate your time today and uh would love to you know do this again in a year or two when uh when things uh have evolved even more we can talk about some more fun stuff and and uh so thanks for taking the time today really appreciate it awesome adam well hey thank you so much have a wonderful day and i appreciate being on the show awesome thank you